0: Yo, what's up? This is Sean Grant of Stay Cool and you're listening to Sat Your Day Radio. Peace.
1: What's up, everyone? You're listening to Saturday Radio. My name is NKNX. Abar, and we're here recording our first episode in London. with Sean. What's up, man? Yo, how's it going, guys? Good. Good, yes, yes, good, sir. man. So, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and, and what you uh, where you work on currently.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I'm Sean actually. Sean Grant. Um, I look after music at Ace Hotel currently, and I run a platform called Stay Cool, which is a mentality and movement dedicated to connecting people from music, like yourselves. Um, and yeah, that's what I do, you know.
1: Yeah. That's me. <laughs> how long
0: have you been doing Stay Cool? Uh, so technically, it started in Japan uh, in 2013 as a mix series to teach myself how to mix different genres, because I was into like drum and bass, garage, r and hip-hop, jazz, soul, all of that kind of stuff. Uh so yeah, it technically started then, but it really when it became a radio show on uh, Radar in uh, 2017 is when it really like became its own entity
2: in mm. that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. You, you said you mentioned Japan. You were out there and like had you started it out in Japan? Yeah, then, yeah. So um,
0: I have been like a graphic designer my whole life, but for various reasons I ended up in Japan um, in the countryside of like nowhere. Um, for three years, just like living out there. And I, didn't, I didn't come back to England during that time. So, literally, the week before um, I was moving to Japan, I said that I would. Uh, Buy a DJ controller just to teach myself to DJ because, like, I've been writing for a music blog for a while and, like, I've been covering, like, selection and that kind of stuff in 2012, just as they were starting to get, like, noticed. Um, and then, yeah, so I did that and bought my DJ controller, and then literally I got to the countryside of Japan, and, like, the only other black guy was this huge dude from New Orleans uh, called Hans, shout out Hans. And uh, he was both teaching English in the same program, and then he was also uh, DJing. Uh, in all the clubs because everyone knew him. And so he was like, yo, if you teach yourself to like mix, uh, I'll give you shows quickly. So that's like what spurred me on to like do it. But it was weird timing that I bought a DJ controller and I connected with one guy who's both doing the same job as me in a different school right. and also
2: like DJing, you know, so yeah. That's it. Yeah. So like, what did you um, overall like, um, like learn from Japan? Because we actually recently went out to Japan in July yeah. and like, you know, we felt that like it's a spectacular city because it it's like any other city, but just like ten times that. But I, w- I would say Tokyo specifically. Yeah, I mean, you, were, you mentioned you were on that uh, countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably yeah. have a similar experience with like Shibuya and all that type of thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so what was the question? <laughs> so like, yeah, what was my what <laughs> experience? What was your what experience? I learn? Yeah, what, okay, what you learned? It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I learned that it was like fast-paced. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, Japan, like, well, Tokyo, like, in the same way that London isn't really England, like, Tokyo isn't really Japan, but like, to- Tokyo is still a complete like crazy thing. Um, but yeah, so for me, what I like, the main thing I learned is really just about being open and like. I was like a natural introvert, like I really didn't grow up with like around, many people were like around, many friends, my family's super small. Um, and like, I was around the house mostly. Uh, and then yeah, being out in Japan, um, really forced me to get out of my shell and like being in a a city in a town actually where there was only grandmas and babies no one my age uh and none of them spoke english like it really forced me to just get out there and like learn the language which is what i wanted to do because i've always been interested in japan and uh yeah so like obviously you told me a lot of stuff about the music scene and about music and all that kind of stuff too but really the biggest thing that that changed me and changed what stay cool was to become was uh getting me out there in scenarios that i wouldn't expect to be in and learning how to be comfortable win myself so it was like half self-love and half like yeah becoming like extroverted as well as introverted you know so yeah yeah
1: what, what were some of your your first gigs out there
0: yeah so um they were mostly in like the, the city that i was like close to which is called Kanazawa. um it wasn't really like that known but then like by the time i got there Flylow had already played shows they were like thundercats so like if you knew you knew that like Kanazawa was like a hidden like getaway um and, yeah, so I'm trying to think of the places now. Um, oh, my days. You know, I can remember the people who worked there, but I can't remember the places. Uh, Beta Lounge. Beta Lounge was one of the places. Um, there was Womb as well. And then there was, uh, oh, man, Kimu. What was his place? World Eclectic. Yeah, they got crazy names out there for venues. So, yeah, um, those are, like, a few of the places that I was DJing in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're fluent in Japanese? Yeah, so... Um, I'm not like 100% but like in terms of like conversational like I've had friends from Tokyo and stuff like come over and like speak only Japanese and I've been completely fine and like we, we get around like like so easily so I'm like on the way but yeah I'm learning Korean now so I'm like taking a sidestep to do that and then I'll come back to Japanese yeah, yeah.
2: But then, how, how do you come to, you know end up in like hospitality now like so yeah. you mentioned like more introverted at the time so like This is a business where you have to be very like social and things Mm. like that so did that kind of like prepare you for this? Yeah. So I, I think all, like, especially Japan was like the, the most necessary thing in like me becoming
0: the person I am today. And like me being here at ACE, um, because again, yeah. So before Japan, I was just like massively introverted, didn't really know how to talk or what, didn't even feel confident in myself. Didn't really like myself. Uh, and then by the time I came back from Japan, I was like a completely different person. So everyone's like, yo, what happened out there? Cause you are just like a completely different guy, you know? So, um, it really took that experience, uh, for me to, to, to get into this industry that I'm in now But it, it's, it was a weird journey Because even when I came back from Japan I still hadn't acclimatized to being new Sean in London You know, I hadn't been here for three whole years uh, And even still, like, I was guiding people on my first day back To where Oxford Circus was and Like, some things had just never left me, you know So it was the next three years um, In between when I came back and, and now um, Which is where I really learned to hone, like my social skills And like It sounds mad robotic But it's just like I just Became more and more Comfortable with myself And, and more And more Engaged in the community here So like Stay cool Go on radar uh, And then literally Like I, People were just Introducing me To other people Because they were like yo yeah, Sean's the plug Sean's the plug And I was just getting More comfortable With that kind of role And like helping people Get to where they want to be um, And then they wanted merch So we did merch Then they in the compilation So we did the compilation Like Even Needle Jazzy Jeff Techlin, All them kind of guys uh, And that was like 82 tracks On one project uh, across three volumes um, and just through all of these things like I just became really comfortable with like who I am and what my place is in the world And I'm just like my mission became more and more defined uh, In that I want to help people get to their goals in terms of music in terms of creati- creativity And I want to more inspire and enable other people to believe that they can do it because I did this all from nothing, you know, so right all of that stuff and me being comfortable and me gaining all these contacts and uh, me becoming a social butterfly as they like to say um, are necessary tools to do what I do at Ace now so without Japan it would have never happened you know what yeah. I mean
2: and it's, especially with your role you know it's very important because you're connecting all sorts of talents you know whether it's emerging yeah. or it's um, you know well established acts and you're bringing them back here to London like yeah. you know, for, for example like us you know we were able to, you know, do the lobby night here And that's, yeah, like, yeah, amazing yeah. for, like, guys yeah, from New Jersey to come to London Yeah So it's, like, that connection is, like, it's just, you know, zero to none Like, yeah. how do you get that done, you know yeah, So it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. having you as a type of, like, liaison for all of that was, like, amazing for us Nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah. it's a pleasure,
1: man yeah. You guys could it as well Yeah, I was gonna say, just for everyone to know, like, if you don't know, Sean's the one that kind of we reached out to that you got us over here so shout out sean man thank you man thank you big big shout out Uh, that's awesome yeah and what do you um what do you what would you see in the future for stay cool like what what where do you want to go with it next year since we're this year's kind of wrapping
0: up yeah um Sorry, uh, just one of my mates. Uh, yeah, so in terms of what's coming next for Stay Cool, like we're doing like a hopefully like a, a charity compilation um, for December. Uh, a few of my favorite like platforms are doing that like during like the. The peak SoundCloud era, like 2014, 2015, they were doing like a track every day between December 1st and, and 25th. Um, for me, I just feel like I've always wanted to give back to the community and, and, and now is the time to do that. Um, so yeah, there'll be a new track hopefully between December 1st and 25th and all the proceeds of Bandcamp um, from the digital version will just go to a migrant or homeless charity. I haven't really decided which one yet, but uh, so I'm working on that. Uh, and then yeah, I just had a meeting with the venue that we do. Um, actually, no, I can't talk about that. But yeah, uh, basically the a lot more events a lot more events Uh, we did what three in New York this year so hopefully I'll get to do uh, some in Asia and uh, Japan and Korea next year because I'm planning to go Uh, Japan's got the Olympics as well so I'm planning to look at that but yeah um, more compilations more music and then yeah some of my own stuff as well which I can't really talk too much about but yeah that's like the main focus for next year
1: Yo, what, what are some of your Favorite memories uh, DJing within the past Like Few years DJing Yeah
0: yeah, okay. yeah My favorite DJ memories You know That's a tough question
1: Yeah some
0: of them Yeah you know And I'm trying to think like What's my favorite Like DJ memories Cause like
1: that Freddie Gibbs you
0: said is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I mean that, that was crazy. Like it, it, that's part like a yeah. In terms of music memories, there's like right, a right, whole right. bunch, so so like yeah, uh, what what, 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 they, what what's been alluded to is basically I was DJing at Ace uh, two weeks ago. It was my first time putting myself on a Friday uh, early slot, so that's like six to ten, four hours. Uh, and I'm just DJing and this guy bumps my laptop, I'm like, hey, sorry man, can you move away? He turns around, I see his ESGN chain, I'm like, yo, gangster Gibbs. He's like, yo, what do you do, mate? Uh in, in, in my awful Gary Indiana accent and like he's been my favorite rapper for like seven years so I've, I've seen him twice like uh, once with Madlib and MF Doom uh, and J-Rock at uh uh, what's it called? I mean, it's, uh, Islington Assembly Hall uh, in 2012, and once in like 2011 when he was just like coming off the mixtape era, um, and so yeah, he like it was just crazy to see like my favorite rapper there, and then like I chopped it up with him for a bit, and then he was like, "Yo, you trying to come to the show tomorrow?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." So. Literally that day earlier One of my friends had been like Man I gotta get tickets To the Freddie show I was like I, 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 I'm not that kind of plug You know Like I, I got plug levels But I ain't the multi-purpose Like converter You know what I mean Like it, it's tough So To be able to do that And then bring him And bring another friend of mine Who's a big fan as well Was a, a really cool memory uh, In terms of other stuff as well um, Being able to like Do my own stay cool stuff as well So we have uh, Stay cool select Which is like Special guest sets um, In the lobby And I'll DJ with them So like Ivan Av Who's worked with like Kiefer Kechenada, Mind Design uh, He's a uh, Norwegian rapper and producer And an uh, amazing disco DJ So we had him in, we had uh, J-Rock in We were supposed to have Flow Feels from Germany in um, But yeah, that kind of access is amazing uh, The first day uh, Sorry, the, the uh, one of my favorite memories as well Is from the radio era days um, We did a compilation uh, album listening party Before it came out And that was like I think it was, like, on my birthday, maybe. Mm. And, like, I got fucked up. Like, (laughs) really, really, really fucked up. Uh, Because I was just lit. And, like, we basically had, like, those same 35 people or whatever that would come to, like, listen to the show. A lot of them were on this compilation. And so we just, like, took one of the studios uh, and it was just, like, playing everyone's beats. And then... We play the beat and people are like, who's that? Who's that? Someone puts their hand up. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so sick! It was just so supportive. And then I'm playing the Jazzy Jeff beat and people are like, wait what? Like I'm on a compilation with Jazzy Jeff and like, then I play the Evil Needle beat. They're like, wait, Evil Needles on the same album as me? Like I was just trying to show that like, the compilation was called All Together because yeah, it's all kind of sounds all together. But it really is just to say that regardless of your status or uh, your ethnicity or anything, regardless of your numbers or your followings or whether you're big or tiny or old or young. We're all in this music team together, you know, and like Jazzy Jeff was once at the stage that we were at as well. So like those are the kind of ones that stick out for me, you know. Damn.
1: Yeah.
2: Damn. Yeah, I'm just like trying to picture, picture that scene, music. and it just sounds it sounds like a like a like a Kanye listening party. Like yo, you were yeah. playing the beat, and you were playing the beat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine like
0: Future Timberland and Future Pharrell like, yeah. like in that kind of space because like we just have so much talent and like across so many genres as well. So mm-hmm. it was a really beautiful thing.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I want to get your opinion on what, uh, since New York, something that I guess we could com- compare to like we're here, like what, 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 what would you say is some of your, um, what are some of like the, the, the differences But the good and bad Of like That you see Between London And DJing in New York okay. Like crowd wise And okay. like everything Openness and stuff
0: Yeah so, so uh, my, my experience in New York Is limited I suppose Because I did those three shows One at New Blue 151 Which is my uh, The night before my birthday Then we did Sour House Which is like My birthday uh, And then we did uh, W Hotel Which is just like A lobby set like this um, In terms of the crowds I think, I think One of the differences And this is something That isn't really like It's comparable In both situations Basically You're never the hometown hero Until another city Like accepts you You know Until like A lot of London rappers Weren't recognised by London Until Drake co-signed them uh, In the sense that like I went out To uh, New York Just because it was my 30th And I was just like Yeah like Want to live it up I've never seen New York It's the like, of hip hop And hip hop's like My first love um, And then yeah I get there And we're DJing I'm doing my show A Stay Cool show New Blue, In collaboration With like Inner Ocean Who's like one of the biggest Like lo-fi labels uh, Illegal Headlining Braxton Kirk With these guys uh, I'm DJing And this guy comes up to me And he's like Yo You're Sean Grant I was like Yeah why He's like You you wanna stay cool right I was like Yeah 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 What's up He's like Oh wait Yo, yo, you got the song, your compilation on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you your that Sean guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, why? He's like, I love that shit, man. I love it. Why are you here? Oh, it's my birthday. It's your birthday? Oh. We're doing shots. I'm going to tell my brother, like, yo, yo, come over here. So I'm doing shots with these two guys, and like, I'm just feeling all this kind of like crazy love that I would never have even imagined was out there for me. You know, like, you look at your listeners on SoundCloud or wherever, and it will be like, yeah, Korea's booming, America's booming, obviously, UK's booming, Canada's booming, Japan's booming. But to go out there and actually connect, with people face to face makes you realize how real that support is and like you never know who's behind each of those plays Um, so in terms of the difference I would just say that like the the biggest one for me like People always say that, like, British people are, like, mad polite and, like, like really nice and stuff, and like, yeah, I'm sure they are, but New York showed me, like, crazy love, and I don't know if that's just because of, like, how Stay Cool blew up and where it went, or if it's just because, again, like, you're never the here in your hometown until someone else recognized you, but yeah, the love that you guys show, like, in that area as well, like, because I went to New Jersey, too, like, it's just, like, crazy, yeah. um, and in terms of the crowd, I don't know, like, it... <laughs> From the gigs that I went to, like I think there's a lot of similarities, but I think maybe because of our history, um, there's slight differences. So like the the Jamaican roots of England kind of developed into grime. So grime isn't a spring, an offspring of uh, hip hop, which is something a lot of people don't realize. It didn't come from hip hop at all. It's not related technically. Uh, it came from dub and reggae, uh, and that's why it's like 140 and like that kind of speed. Um, so we have a, a whole like that is our own homegrown genre, right? Um, so, our love of that, like if you're DJing here and you put spin some of that, like you get the crowd hype. Um, New York obviously has its own amazing list of genres that it came up with, and like the love for those genres is very specific. So, I don't know. For me, like, I feel like the one thing that really surprised me is like Afrobeats isn't really big in America yet. Like, Afrobeats right. is. It's is, big
2: in like a weird way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, like,
2: in like a radio way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the thing is, like, we had WizKid from what, like 2010. He was doing stuff, and like, he, he had the song with, like, Drake around at that time or whatever like it was like doing bits or like 2012 um, but from that we had a lot of English guys with Af- African heritage maybe second generation immigrants um, making that kind of stuff Afro swing Afro wave or whatever you want to call it uh, and so because of that Afro kind of took over from grime as the popular UK genre so because we have so many African people here uh, and they have their children here and they took that kind of whisked influence or whatever um, that's how you ended up getting like j and a lot of these artists who are popping off now and like all these songs are big, like uh, Joanna by uh, what's his place Afro B. Um, America still hasn't really gotten that kind of wave yet. So it's really interesting because like you guys are like the king of dance moves You know what I mean? Like all the moves that I see, like Hit Them Folks or whatever. Like all them compilations are crazy when you know they do the camera shake and stuff. But like in that way, like it's, it's interesting to see because usually we pull from America and like go into Japan. They, all the, the English words are learned in an American way. So, for example, like cocktail is cocktail in America, right? So yeah. they learn teru, not kokuteru in like their way. Like it's just weird, like because as a foreigner you see America's influence, but then to see that like we have our own thing that hasn't really picked up in America yet, like but it's kind of big everywhere else was really interesting to see. So that was like a really big difference. And like a lot of my other DJ friends, like complexion, uh, he just went out there for like a whole like big tour, uh, you know, like Future Beach Show. Uh, okay, cool But he's like He's like another big guy He was just on The Selection Radio as well um, Cause he's like He's not the UK joke, But like he's done a, He's influenced the scene here In the same way um, And so he had the same thing to say Like Cause he, he, he plays crowds all the time But yeah Afrobeats Learn
1: Yeah Now that's interesting That you said some of those things Cause like Going back to What you said like What New York Or those random dudes Supporting you And coming up to you I feel like in New York If you really Fuck with something You really go Like you really You you will go out of your way To do Whatever it is You know You'll pay more for something Or you'll You know You'll go out there You'll go far away To to like really support something And I'm not saying It's not like that here I just know it's 100% Like that Over there So them seeing you Was probably like Yo Like we have to do something I'm gonna do whatever Like you're doing tonight
0: Yeah Yeah yeah. Yeah, it was life-changing Yeah Life-changing
1: yeah, 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 and And Because we talked about this Like after the gig And we've been going out Almost every night here mm. And we're learning Just seeing what it's like Out here and everything And it's interesting Because I feel like And I guess a lot of people Say this For the most part Everyone's a lot more Open-minded here mm. In terms of music Because like Yeah, people I feel like people here Let the DJ do it Their job rather than what they want personally want to hear mm. this they're kind of like okay i'm here to see this dj i'm just going to enjoy whatever new music or whatever they're going to play and just have a good time rather than i came here to listen to the music that i want to listen to yeah. and you're going to play it because i'm here you know and i feel like that's what it's like in new jersey new york it's like they you don't have at least Most venues, you don't have the opportunity as a DJ to play what you personally like. Whereas here, it's just kind of like I feel like people want you to do what you want to, you know.
0: That's really interesting that you find that because one of the things that I struggled with coming back here um, was that the same way you talk about New York and like you kind of have to like bring what people expect. Um, I found that here Um, because coming from Japan, like. So, what, like in Jap- in Japanese clubs, they face the DJ. That always weirded me out, and it turns out they do that a lot here now. Yeah. but regardless of like. What or who the person is, or what they're playing, as long as the music is dope, they're vibing. I don't say just vibing and I like they're like, yeah, this is cool, not They're like, vibing. They don't they, they they don't need the track ID. They're just going crazy. Like you, you play some new shit, and like they'll just lose their mind if it's dope. But like coming back here, I felt like kind of pigeonholed because I'd go to all the popular venues, Box Park or whatever around here, and I'd be like, okay, we have grime history, so you have to play these tracks. We have hip hop history, so you have to play these tracks. And now Afro is huge, so you have to play these tracks. So it's funny that you see that because like. See maybe yeah, I see that in like yeah I see I see uh, the New York vision here, and I see what you see uh, here in New York and japan like it's yeah. it 's so strange, right, but yeah, yeah I guess there 's a freedom that comes from being outside of your scene as well um, because you know that like okay if you're if you're foreign you're kind of just open to do whatever like you could play anything in that lobby especially because it's a lobby set but when you're in another country it's kind of just like okay well what do i want to do you know like and you really get that lead so i'm sure you're right and like england is definitely open in its own way but it's just funny looking at how like right. the perspectives are different across the atlantic you know yeah I mean?
1: yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's literally like like uh no, it's, it's just a matter of time as well. Like uh, we haven't spent a lot of time in London, yeah, so I'm, get, I'm, I'm sure if I DJ as much as I do in New York here, yeah. I. I'm sure I would find The same thing And vice and, versa yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Right But you're right It's like We came all the way here yeah. We're playing what we want yeah, yeah, yeah We didn't come here to play Playing yeah, Jane intense. And like yeah, yeah, You know I'm Travis a Scott i DJ I don't need
0: to play UK stuff You know like Right things, so. Right yeah, I'll ski the genre, You know I'll, Yeah I'll <laughs> think what you
2: think so exactly. I'll give you guys The real London uh, experience Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So You know Do you feel that there's like A, a resistance for like You know Venues um, You know getting acts and bookings and things like that. Because we feel like, you know, back home in Jersey that there aren't a lot of, like, venues and places that are, like, open for DJs and things like that to go and DJ. You would have to go to New York and, like, leave your your city, you know? But but you do want to be out there where there's a crowd, but you kind of feel like, you know, there should be just as much energy in your hometown. Like, you feel like it's like that out in London where it's, like, harder to get, like, venues and things like that. Okay, yeah, so... I would say in London we
0: don't have the same issue because obviously like London is our New York, right? So we kind of have the, the, the New York side of things. Um, but we kind of, I kind of do share what you mean because uh, we obviously have our own like little popular areas. So like people say that like, Shoreditch is like Williamsburg. I haven't been to Williamsburg really. But yeah, they compare them and like Brixton or like Dorsten. Um So I, I would say there isn't really resistance in, in, in getting DJs and acts here. But I would say that certain genres and sounds struggle because at the end of the day, as a club owner, as an event promoter, you have to make sure that your events promote and make money. Uh, on the bar So even if they get Good uh, good uh, Turnout Or whatever If it doesn't make money On the bar The club in general Based on what, how they usually operate Will lose money So naturally Because of that And because of the pro- Proliferation of like How uh, Hip hop R&B And afro A lot of The popular venues gear towards that Repeatedly Often Frequently It's just how it goes And that's just how it's been Because the hip hop and, and urban music Has always been the breadwinner And has always been A guaranteed uh, Way to, to bring the money in You know So because of that Other genres Such as garage uh, Homegrown genres Such as d and And so forth Have been forced Into their own corners And forced into Their own areas You know So it's, it's weird Because like In it You'll get like A mixture of genres And stuff But again You'll still get like That lean towards one way So whereas like For you I guess you are saying That like in New Jersey Venues should be, like there should be more venues that are accessible to, to, to people because the people are there you know right. it's not an empty area you know it's not just like yeah. off the map or something yeah. um, we have that but it's more genre based because uh, naturally venues are shy to take on. Events that play to a certain genre, because unless you've proven that you've made a certain amount of money, they're not going to listen to you. There's there's a lot more uh, accessibility for urban genres, which is great to see. we coming from a place where urban music was never played, but that. it's great to see that. But it's also just a shame because it's it's it's, it's not that's like it's not like it's pre- prohibiting the the growth of other genres, but there should be more there should be more uh, more balance between the spectrum, because when it comes to America and England, of all the genres of music that exist today that we listen to, we probably cover like 90%, you know what I mean? Like, like, obviously maybe there's like opera and stuff as well, but in terms of the stuff that we're playing right now, like we yeah. cover like that kind of stuff, like where it came from, America and England probably, in terms of like rock and all that kind of stuff as well, right? Um, so there should be more balance, especially because like England has so many genres that we've like put together, like UK Jack garage, drum and bass, uh, club music is probably from you guys. But yeah, like I wish there was more parity between the genres, Absolutely. but yeah. All right,
1: hi. I also want to mention everything has every place has a DJ. Yeah. booth. There, there's CDJs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's so like uh, our friend Arnold Ardelle, the other DJ from from uh, the other night. Yeah, he um he's like yeah my barber has a DJ booth and like we were like at, at a restaurant there's a DJ booth. The, yeah. the coffee shop has yeah, a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not DJ booth but they have you know CDJs turntables yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. like what's going on like It's just so bizarre because that's not like that at all where we're from. And it's cool to see because like... It does It it, it just it, It's a cool thing To have Like it's cool to see It's cool that they, They're open to To having that kind of Yeah
0: You know Like real curation And not just a playlist. Yeah Right Like I know like DJs Who like literally Just make their money Off that circuit Like yeah, they'll play yeah. A shortage house yeah. Then they'll play A curtain down there Then they'll play Somewhere else Cause they're just Getting like their dates And that's it So like people Especially cause I Look after all the DJs People send pictures me like Yeah I'm a resident At list like 20 venues And I'm like Actually I don't know If we need you need a Twenty-first, they need to be here because it's just going to be the same, you know. But yeah, it's an amazing thing to see, and it's it's great that we have that kind of accessibility and openness. But it's kind of also just pushed, I guess, everyone to be like, yeah, I'm a DJ, you know. Um, but that's always good because it forces like the, you you'll see the wheat and the chaff separate. You know who's really about it and who's really not. So like for me, coming in here, like I tr- I'm trying to introduce a new rule where basically no one can use controllers. Uh, it's controversial perhaps but for me it's just like I started on a controller and I always had the intention to get to CDJs and then eventually turntables when my place is big enough. Um, but yeah, so for me like, it's kind of just like I want to bring that realness out of people and say, okay, you know, you don't have to have a controller to play. You can just pull up with USBs or whatever. And I teach as well. I teach DJing. So I've, I've taught people who even work here who DJ already, but didn't know how to mix. I've taught them downstairs in the club. I've taught people because I've seen DJs at home. So I just want to like, try and ensure that this proliferation of DJs uh, continues to to move towards a, a, a direction that says you know we're actually working and actually trying to be real curators and not just like Instagram selectors you know what I mean so right. it's a beautiful thing but yeah you know it's got its uh, caveats.
1: Well, I, I would have never guessed that you started on a, a, a controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's literally how I started, and and I, 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 I being completely honest with you, hundred yeah. percent. I just started learning CDJs within the past two months. Oh, crazy! Because we, since London, we did, we had nothing booked. We didn't have Ace booked nothing, hey. and we were like, no matter what we do. Out in London, if we get one thing, two things, mm. it's probably gonna be on CDJs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I made sure I, I've been, you know what I mean. All yeah. my trying to learn. Heard, and
0: things like I, I, don't know how it is for you guys in New York and New Jersey, um, but we have so many areas, uh, where you can learn on CDJs. Radar was a great institution. It had its issues, um, the station because they was like, yeah, there was some like nonsense going on. But it was a great institution for like getting like urban use access to equipment they would never have uh, like access to. We also have the Roundhouse, which is a an amazing concert venue. I just saw FKG there recently, uh, and I've seen like fly leather and stuff. Um, and they have like special programs for people aged between 16 to 25. Uh, and I did a, like, music uh, production course there and stuff like that when I was, like, within that age range. Um, and they have CDJs as well and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like the great thing about London as well is we have a lot of programs where we're trying to reinvest into the community and give them access, you know. So, like, not just me or other people being like, yo, you can come learn at my yard. It's like, yo, there's actually, like, people putting on. Like, my boy Intellect did this thing called School of Bop. I think it was in collaboration with, like, Nike or someone. Um, and it was, again, like, 16 or, like, 18 to 22 Year olds uh, getting talks, um, lessons, and like all sorts. And, like
1: very legitimate. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah,
0: and it's it's not just like haphazardly put together like like a broken wooden sign like yeah. school of bow because the P fell off or something. Right. But yeah, like there's just so many institutions and like so many platforms now that want to give back, and they're all paying attention to us. And so there's like a, a mutual relationship where we're giving like we're feeding back into them. Or if I'll, I did a song of intellect and he was on a compilation that got like seven hundred streams, uh, seven hundred thousand. Streams and like got, helped us earn money, and then we built a relationship from that. And like he sees what Stay Cool's doing, I see what he's doing. Like everyone in the scene here really is pushing each other. And like yeah, Instagram's annoying because it, it like it's a highlight reel, and you want to compare yourself to the next man. But I feel like at the end of the day, the London scene, and that's what people who come from America, especially, have always told me. Like it's a real thing because there's so many of us, but we all have so much respect and love for each other. So it's like oh yeah, someone messages me, no, come and I come in the lobby? I'm like, yeah, you want to see DJs or vinyl? And then like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, come through. Of course, like you're my bro. Like, I'd love to see you. So since I started here four months ago, there's been like, I'd say at least 25 to 30 of my mates that have come through as new DJs. And um, all the reviews are great about including yourselves. You know what I mean? So, so, and I've been able to bring like selection so through to the lobby, uh, sorry, through to Miranda and then the lobby as well. And like all of these connections are just kind of strengthening and then branching out further and further. And that's the thing that I've been seeing in the, three to six years yeah, you know yeah. so yeah,
1: yeah super interesting because what like for us uh there's no resources like that like all the stuff you were mentioning yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's off the top of my head two that i know of in the state that um it's a lot of money like you have to pay a lot of money, you pay monthly and it's like, okay. you know, one of those things where it's like, like literally almost like like an institution. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not affordable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't afford that. Yeah, at least I'm talking about free. Re- like that's you know what, so crazy.
2: So, like, it, even if it were if it were free back home, it wouldn't even be as consistent. Yeah, yeah. Once every four years.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> how, well, how do I learn? You know, this is
1: the <laughs> DJ Olympics. Just turn out, you know what I mean. So. A, a one-hour class every three months. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, literally, and th- that that's that's so cool to see, man. That's so cool. And like, in New Jersey, it's very. Uh, it, it's, like, that's why I was very surprised to see turntables and CDJs everywhere because it's expensive. Yeah. So, like, for a barbershop to have that, it's like, what? You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and since it's expensive, a lot of bars don't, uh, don't have them. And they're more accessible or, like, more... Um, Controller friendly, yeah. Like yeah. they're more. You have to bring your controller, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it more encourages you more to use a controller and not CDJ. So I've been used to just carrying my my controller around because all these places
0: can't. Yeah, you, can't you know not That's so interesting as well. I mean, like I, I don't know how many times you've had to do it, but like when you see a mixer that isn't like Pioneer and like yeah. it's got like the rotary knobs and you're just yeah. trying to work out like what the hell is this? Like yeah, it, it might be old. It might be from '95. It might be from wherever, but like. You just you just think, because I've been to a couple of bars around here and like you just start to realize like everyone should standardize their equipment a certain way because like you get used to like all the effects that you have with like a pioneer mixer, and then like you get to this next one. And it's like okay, well you can t- you can t- cut out the low, you can cut out the the mid on this one, and then you can like I've I've forgotten my point completely, but yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. Talking about mixes and and, and and whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Damn. Yeah, it's late, guys. It's been a long weekend. It's a lot more accessible, like oh controllers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it will always be that way here as well. Um, I don't know how other. Street treat like controllers Versus my rule um, But yeah for me I just feel like Everyone that has a controller Should learn to get out of it Because yeah I, I don't know how it feels to, like Lug my tractor control S2 To the club Like have it in the back of my car Driving down to the main city And it's just like yeah. Bruh Yeah 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 And there's like Such a comfortability That comes like Because like the thing is All these controllers Especially like the tractor ones The Pioneer ones The Newark ones They're basically emulating What a CDJ does With a little A few less features And like r- Squashing it together right yeah. So like Essentially, when you start to realize what a CDJ is and how it works, and when you can mix without using sync, uh, and mixed by ear Without seeing the numbers Even on CDJs That's all you need And then like you're done Like Then you start to learn About effects and whatever It's not the biggest leap You know I don't know how you found it But like It did take me time And I remember the first time When I, I, I had my CDJs And my boy had come around To help me learn them And I'm, I just couldn't Get the hang of like Okay so I moved the, the speed up And I moved the rotation wheel around Like I just couldn't understand it okay. And then after like Doing it like every day For a few days I was like wait Can I get this now yeah. And then you just like Maybe Get more like and like more To the swing of it Yeah of yeah. and I would hate for like a controller DJ to, to let their love of DJing stop there and be like well you know I've got the sync button yeah. I'm done the work is done because it's just like there's so much more passion and so much more you can do when you learn how to loop and all this kind of stuff as well on CDJs uh, or set like a marker so you know how to skip as you're DJing you can do all that stuff live you know so there's just so much more to the art form that like I would hate for like a controller guy to to stop there yeah
1: yeah Yeah, especially if you're a really good DJ and you're creative like that's what I learned yeah. I, I my experience using them for the first time was like like I, I feel like I've been limiting myself yeah. this whole time yeah, like everything yeah, you're, yeah. You're, what you said it's literally everything you could do on CDJs in a 900 mixer you could do on a controller yeah. but it's a lot harder it's in the software you have to change things yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah, physical yeah. on the CDJs and everything yeah, and it know, allows a
0: connection to the music
1: you know? yeah yeah and a lot more control it's yeah. it's very interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. but but what made you want to to teach people like what, what makes you want to like go out there and like actually help people learn because you don't have to like I don't you know what I mean like
0: yeah I, I, I don't know I guess I guess it's like Inherent in me And I'm not gonna Try and like Act like I'm humble By saying I'm humble Because no humble person Does that right But I've always wanted To help people um, When I was younger I used to be in like Sunday school Teaching kids and stuff as well um, When I was in the church And stuff um, And yeah for me I guess I, I've just always Known that like The way forward Is to, to confront Your own issues And like look at what, what you can do To be of service And what you can change Before like When you have a problem With someone Sometimes it's you, you know, you need to take the wood out of your own eye or or whatever and like On a larger scale that is to say that like I know how hard my life was because people weren't helping me in the areas that I could have used the help. So I would never want someone else to go through that kind of situation. Um, if they if they ain't got the money for CDJs or they just don't have CDJs, like if I have the CDJs and I'm free for an hour, why, why would I not? You know, like why would I not want to help them learn? Um, and like I've seen people that I've helped go on to do incredible things, you know, and like. Really, it's just inherent in me. It's not to see, like, it's not inherent, like, it's not because I'm, like, trying to, like, get praise or, or do whatever. Like, it, it's just how I want to use my time. And, like, I, I would rather be known as someone that did everything he could to, to help everyone get to the next level um, than someone who didn't. Because there's a lot of people in these positions of power above me, on the same levels as me, and below me, going through my musical journey, uh, who don't extend their hand. And, like, the amazing things that Stay Cool has been able to do is because I've helped people. And then, like, you've got Jazzy Jeff recommending Mindfest being like, yo, yeah, send him a beat because he's good people, you know? Like, it's all genuine. And, and at the end of the day, I think that's it. Like, everything that Stay Cool is about and all the people that we've, like, brought together, um, we maintain our relationships because we're so genuine and and... We're, we're free and we're really caring about what the art form is and ourselves and each other, you know? So it's, uh, it's really just about being genuine at the end of the day and, and, and it's just genuine to me to to want to help.
2: Yeah. Sorry, bro. So when you're not like, you know, out oh, yeah. DJing, working events and things yeah. like that, what, yeah. what, what, what does Sean do like at his like, you know, chill out time?
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm playing video games. That was like my original passion. Like I got into to music really because of uh, Tony Hawk's the, the pro skater series like I was uh, I was raised on r and and gospel and hip hop and all that kind of stuff already but it was really only when I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and they had like the punk, the rock and the hip hop that I was like yo okay actually I really love this and then like Tony Hawk's Underground had uh, Nas The World Is Yours and then I was like okay I've got the bug like this that became like my song and that's that's when I went back into Boombap and then like found my journey through Flylo and whatever into what I do now um, but yeah aside from video games uh, Netflix is always a thing Reading, reading books. So I'm trying to get more into um, what are you watching, right? uh, power, you know. I've tried to resist it for so long. And then my friend got me onto it like two weeks ago on like season three almost already. like And I'm just like yo, this is not good. Like it is so corny, but so well written. Like I just so appreciate it. Like it's it's, it's like the biggest love-hate thing I have right now. Um, and I watch a lot of anime as well because it helps me keep my Japanese up and I, I love anime. Um, aside from that, what else am I doing? Like, I'm trying to learn Korean, obviously. Um, I've got a keyboard that I still need to, to learn as well. Uh, and I write raps as well. So, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do, I, like, you know what it is? Like, creating for me is, like, my favorite pastime. Like, yeah. obviously, I end up hanging out with people doing all that kind of stuff too. But, like, when I'm creating and, like, just letting my mind flow, like, there's something in it that is just, like, really beautiful. And it leads to all these other ideas. So, like, all together or transitions, to the last album or this next one, all come from just, like, moments of free flow where I'm, like, actually, this is what I want to do. And then I'm like, how do I go about creating this? And the more I create, the streamlined the process becomes, you know, so creating is my favorite thing. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's really interesting because like, you're you're busy as fuck and like and and to and to hear like especially the teaching part yeah because i i find that like i guess that's like a a common denominator for some a lot of the things that you've done going to japan teach djing teaching so like i found that very interesting that you find that time you go out of your way to do that for people yeah. when you don't have to. You could just keep doing what you like and playing yeah, video games, yeah, watching yeah. power, yeah. and everything. I, I do like
2: it.
0: I don't like it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <I'm> <laughs> yeah I
2: mean, it definitely speaks a lot about you know who you are and what you yeah. you know how you use yourself in time. Yeah. So big ups for you for that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you you listen to Jersey Club? I was really big on it in
0: like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Um, I kind of haven't really revisited the scene, but like. Who is it, like, Unique, uh... Unique, Oh, what's his name? Yeah, there was a guy that was always going out to Japan. Um... Uh. Uh, Rel, Rel. 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 Yeah, 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 So, like, I was, like, hugely into that kind of stuff And then you also had, like, Chippy Toe Or, like, Lido's alternate Doing, like, uh, Jersey Club stuff So, you're like, yeah I, I, I wouldn't say, like, I'm big on it now Um, I still have all those, like, Hood Boy Or, like, Prom Night remixes Of, like, Chris Brown And, like, uh, Whitney Houston And all that kind of stuff Like, Jersey remixes Like, yeah. I do I do enjoy it But I just haven't really Spent much time with it lately Yeah Why'd you ask? <laughs> nah,
1: nah, just cause, like That's my job, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mine That's, yeah. that's all ours. No, nah, it's just cool Cause like We're into it We play it And yeah, we played Even a little bit Just like a couple here How oh, is it Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, did yeah. Yeah. yeah But like you know Selective The ones no, that no, we know I mean it's a
0: Friday
1: night as well. Yeah Yeah No, yeah. nah, it's just cool That like It's always super cool To hear like Other people Outside of New Jersey Even, even New York Like not even across the country Just like people Outside yeah, of New Jersey yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, Like talking about that genre Cause it's something We've been listening to Since middle school yeah. Because that's Not it, It's just It is It is partly just What you do
0: Yeah and it's part of your, your, your roots and your history as well, right? So so on the flip side, do you listen to Grime? <laughs> well, yes. I said we do, yeah. Ant,
1: Ant more than me. Yeah. yeah. You definitely... I think Ant was the one that kind of... Everyone Saturday, I think, put me on a little more than... Like, I would have went out of my way to, yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. You know?
2: yeah. I feel like it, it kind of, like, really started emerging and got hot in the U.S., like... Through the lenses of like Skepta, you know, when he came to New York and all those things. And then after that, it was like. That, but you know, prior to that, I feel like we were paying attention to it still, just because of our love of music. Yeah. But that's when it really started pushing yeah. through, and Even we were like, was, "All right, yeah." You know, more artists started coming up. And yeah. It started becoming more of a mainstream yeah, 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 yeah. thing in a way. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I find so interesting now is
0: like, again, when it comes to genres, um, so Chicago drill is a thing that's been around since like what 2012, early, earlier than that. Like with Chief Keef, Lil Reese, uh, gosh, what's his name, Fredo Fred Santana, R.E.P. Um, and then like. London took off and did their own version like the balaclavas and all that kind of stuff and now when you look at like drill I don't know how, how much you guys know about it but it's like drill around the world like there's like Australian drill and stuff London drill is actually more influential on how it like the genre has boomed compared to Chicago drill like if you look at the Australian drill uh, and it's basically just like London drill but with an Aussie accent uh, that was awful by the way that didn't even sound Australian <laughs> I'm not even going to try and do it again right now because I'm, I'm being recorded but yeah um, and then you look that, like guys like Pop Smoke uh, and Stylo G, um, I don't know how much you guys know about them, but like welcome to the party and stuff, um, and that's basically like London drill. Like it's like Chicago drill gone through London and then like come back to like America. Like it's, it's, I find that one of the strangest things because like Chicago drill is dope in itself, you know. G Herbo is like the shit, so yeah, yeah, random, uh, yeah, thing. But yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I'm not even going to lie. Like, my introduction to it was literally Skepta. Yeah. Like, I I was not, like, in it for years. Yeah, and then Skepta... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I literally didn't know about it until Skepta. And I'm like, this is... A mate, like it's rap but with an accent. Yeah. Like, that was my first. I was like, yeah, Whoa, this yeah. sounds like fancy rap, yeah. and then you learn more about it, and you get, you know, and then Stormzy yeah. too was at, at the same time. So then I'm like, Who else? And then YouTube recommendations and all that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. And I'm not trying to put this into my interview with you guys, but okay, who's your like favorite top three like
2: UK artists? Ooh. All right, oh, shit. I would say. Dizzy Rascal. I was <laughs> just gonna say that. <laughshtaking> there's a bit of cheating going on here. <laughs> you don't have, if you don't know, you can say you don't know. Dizzy Rascal. Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> okay. <I'm> <laughs>. S- S- Skepta. <laughs> he right I say Skepta. And probably Kano. Okay. And it could have been like UK artists
0: in general, right? So you could have right, said right. Georgia or oh, yeah. whoever, right? Like. Yeah. Williams, okay. 20, 20. What did you say, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Disclosure
1: counts, right? Yeah. Okay, disclosure. Um, damn. Skepta probably. And um, shit. UK is like... I don't, know, I don't know why the first thing I thought of was also like... I listened to... Oh, I guess. Uh, I guess you could say Night Slugs. Yeah, 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 them. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. them, I would say yeah. yes, yes. I would say like number one, probably them. Yeah, sure. That that was like my introduction to um, like music. No music that I never heard before yeah like i was in high school listening to that yeah, and i that was like because i'm listening to whatever's on the radio over there and then i remember i was on a, a, a dance music blog yeah. and it just came up it was a mix it's very oh, it was, this had been like 2000 uh 2011 or 12 yeah, yeah. and then a, a night slugs mix came up it might have been rinse or something and i'm like what the fuck is this like i've yeah. never heard yeah. i'm listening to hip-hop whatever and then i hear this like just the weirdest noise and I'm like this is amazing and I'm hearing more of it and then I remember I didn't even know I was listening to Grime from their music yeah, And I'm like yeah, I didn't yeah. even know That was grime I didn't know, I thought it was just Their music yeah, Like, like, nice, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah And then Disclosure Came around like The same time With that yeah, With the Settle album yeah, yeah. Right So then that kind of All happened I'm like wow There's more music Other than like yeah. <laughs> What I'm what the bullshit I've been listening yeah, to yeah, yeah. And that changed. That album changed My life The so, Settle Disclosure It it got me through My first year of college yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was Great album Yeah albums, uh, yeah. That's what yeah What about you?
0: Well, my favourite UK artist. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's a tough one. You know, MF Doom is is definitely people don't realise, but he's he's actually British. As that. is Slick Rick. Yeah. They're both actually British. They're exports. Um, no, but who's like my favourite British artist? I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's like who's your favorite American artist. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's a whole other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you bumping off though? Um, like who? From Do- like Doom? I don't know, from the list. Oh, you take off Kano, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take off Kano and put Doom right on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, my favorite British artist, like... I don't know. Like, anyone I say, it wouldn't be like... I do know, Geode is like this garage producer um, who's been making music for like, yeah, 10, 12 years. So there was like a period in like 2015 when like Selection was just playing his songs all the time. Um, and like, that was like a really big thing for me. Uh, Kingdom from Night Slugs is really sick as well. Um, yes. I was picking off the cuff ones that I wouldn't normally choose. Uh, and then who else? Yeah, Digital Mozart, who's my boy um, as well. He's like... He's the guy, man He's He's got amazing things happening More night, I All my guys You know what I mean I can't shout out my guys Because there's like An yeah. army of them You know what I mean yeah, So yeah, Shout out
1: him And he was DJing on Friday as well He was DJing on yeah, Friday yeah, as well yeah, So yeah, shout yeah, out
0: yeah, Shout yeah. out Digital Mozart Yeah, he did it. He usually plays like Up-tempo stuff Like kind of in line With what you guys were playing But he wanted to just like Slow it down for the early set Yeah, but yeah All them guys Are there um, Just curious Are there any scenes that you see
1: popping up in 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 London UK that like very underground right now that like <laughs> or right now is everything kind of on the forefront in and- Yeah I mean
0: like I wouldn't say there's any scenes that are like really popping up right now London's been in a bit of a situation not so much this year but like last year up the road we had this area called Dorsten, Um and we had like three to five venues get shut down by the council last year um, within like two months and this isn't something that people wanted the people voted against it but the council voted like for it they're like fuck it we, we ball and uh, so yeah, I don't know like just thinking about like that like well the thing that's really it's not underground because now everyone knows about it But the London jazz scene is really like the next thing that's good like blowing up and like it's jazz festival right now But it's just funny because like when I came back from Japan this guy called Joe asked me to interview him uh, So I interviewed him and his band like this guy called Oscar as well uh, from this band called sumo beats um Ended up meeting Oscar's girlfriend, Poppy, then And now, like, three years later They're all, like, huge jazz artists each in their own right They're going around doing shows around the world uh, That's Oscar Jerome, Joe Armin Jones Actually, Joe was on my show He did the first live uh, live staple cool show And he played Keys and stuff Like, the radio show so so much vibes Yeah, his boy Maxwell played the CDJ Like an instrument Like, it's crazy Like, you... I've never seen someone play that thing like a mixer, like an instrument. It was weird, um, but yeah, like just to see all these guys blow up, and now like the jazz scene is really becoming its own like fully fledged thing. Like people are paying attention to what we're doing here, just because there's so many guys, especially in Peckham, which is like south. Um, Who were just picking up instruments Going to like the local youth club Playing these instruments together Making bands And now all of these bands are like huge Like they literally play in Japan Probably every three months You know like um, One of the guys I think it was Shabaka Hutchins He was playing uh, the other Nubli The same night that I did my own event It's just like To see these guys who like we just come from a love of music, just playing those keys or banging those drums, like blow up and get recognized by ourselves and get that hometown hero status, but also get that world like world recognition as well. It's just like crazy to see. So shout out to shout out, like Giles Peterson and all the other guys who like put on for that because yeah, it's booming. And I have like Jordan Rakai and all these other guys uh, from other countries blowing up as well in the same scene, you know? Yeah. Shout out to them, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, what are, um. What's something that you want to see changed, or you want to make better that you're trying to do through Stay Cool? Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I hate answering that question, but I love asking it because yeah, one of my, one of my favorite questions to ask is like, if you could change one thing in the the scene, what would it be? Yeah. Uh what 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 is Stay Cool trying to change? Like yeah, stay cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it's kind of ongoing already, but yeah, I would say that like yeah, there's still like a little hostility uh, and still like a little like competitiveness in certain areas of the scene. Um, and so for me, again, like Stay Cool really is just about like building those bridges and building those connections and trying to help and uplift uplift people because again, like. Like I said, like me and my, my, my posse, we're all good. Like we're all like helping each other and helping lend those hands out wherever they need to be. But like, no matter what, wherever you are in the scene or in, in, in the music business, there's always people on different platforms, Whether it's the same artist who's like, who thinks of himself as your rival or whatever. Um, there's no time for rivals, man. Like why, why work against each other when we could build together, you know? So I would say that's kind of the biggest thing. Like even, even though like London looks fully open and stuff, like obviously naturally in every scene and every business there's politics. So trying to like, build, like Take down those walls And build those bridges Is really like What I'm trying to do So yeah Do that Trump <laughs> <laughs> And and to to
1: wrap it up What's some of your Favorite places to eat Eat? Yeah Here? Yeah Okay uh,
0: Again a question I love to ask But hate to answer um, Yeah on the back Just down the road Is great for like Korean street food Um Where else do I love to eat? So yeah. Park, there's a place called Rudy's um and they've just got mad options I it mean, you
2: know, every year Oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah shortage. Yeah a whole different meal every day right you know I meal um there's a place called Satay Street it's actually like a little it's a little food truck that's here on weekdays uh you should check that out it's like it closes at like 2 uh Satay truck really good food um but yeah other than that like Bodines is great um Nando's as well you know what i mean like Nando's is just like an institution here cuz like when we were kids in like uh, uh, I guess you call it high school. Um, if you were like, yeah, I got I got a little more pocket money than usual, you know, like, let's go Nando's, you know. We're, we're not like those, those nincompoops to go to McDonald's, you know, like we're a little bit more upper class. <laughs> so it's like an institution now. And yeah, they got like a good range. Um, but yeah, good places to eat, I'm trying to think. What's my favorite places are Bone Daddy's as well for ramen. Um, if you're trying to get like some like unconventional, like ramen, Bone Daddy's is great. If you want conventional ramen, sure do you. Um, yeah, and then go to New Morden if you want Korean food because they have like Korea town there. Uh, it's not the same as American Korea town. They just have mad Korean people, mad Korean churches, and like yeah, I don't know. I find that question so hard. Like I, I eat so in so many places, but yeah, yeah. to pick my favorites, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, always eating. That's
1: good. That's good enough. We just
0: need to know some good
1: places. Yeah. A places, yeah. yeah. For anyone that's listening that's coming here, they gotta you know yeah. eat some good shit. Yeah. But um what do you have coming up and where can
0: people find uh, find you and Stay Cool so uh, yeah Stay Cool is Stay Cool Fam on everything and then I'm Sean Grant that's S-E-A-N G-R-A-N on everything except Twitter because some dude got there and then decided to not use it he didn't even use it like and I tried to appeal it but they're like nah who cares if he has no tweets in 7 years it's his So, screw you, Sean Graneth. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I've got an an underscore after the name there. And then, yeah, uh, so like I said, just working on the compilations. um, It was trying to holler at me, the emails on SoundCloud. We're we're open to any sound, any genre, any person, you know. So, yeah, there's a couple of ideas I'm kicking around next year for what I want to do. And yeah, hit me up. But, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me. Yeah.
1: Yo, thank you for your time. And, and like, seriously, thank you for having us here and, like, giving us this shot and opportunity. It means means more than you could ever imagine. Like, we would have never thought, like two years ago starting this like in a little room and like no no equipment none of this existed yeah, yeah, that like yeah. we'd ever DJ outside of not even New York like yeah, yeah. you know outside of where we're from so this was like a real beautiful experience and we want want like thank you I for sure you well. hell yeah so everyone make sure you follow stay cool and everything and do you have anything coming up that people can
0: look out for or? um nah it was meant to be the flow fools thing two, two days ago uh, sorry no two, two weeks ago um, but he got sick so he, he was chilling in Germany but yeah we're going to redo that hopefully next year uh, and then yeah there'll be like a, at least like four main events with like live music and stuff uh, in 2020 here but who knows where, where else we'll go you know word yeah word so make
1: sure you follow Sean everywhere on there check him out and uh, thank you guys for listening also make sure you follow us on iTunes Spotify anywhere you listen to podcasts let me know what you think and uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think of everything and send this to whoever you know would appreciate this episode, any DJs, anyone from London to send this over. And uh, thank you guys for listening. My name's NKNX. Abar And Sean Graham. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Enjoy your day.